0: Welcome to Becoming. This is episode 95, Finding Joy Through Loneliness. This is a Tales from Teens episode and our first Tales from Teens Encore episode with Logan McNatt. We recently had a review posted to the podcast and we already had this episode in mind for the Encore episode. This listener said, Hey Becoming, I love your podcast and listen to it every day. There's something that I've been struggling with being lonely. I'm a teen who doesn't really have a lot of friends. If you could make an episode about being independent and confident, do it by yourself type thing, that would really help. Thanks. We already had planned to air this episode again, but this episode is for you. Thank you so much for the review, and we hope that this helps. <music>
1: Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall
0: and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently and discover who you really want to become. Today we are interviewing our guest Logan McNatt, and we have an awesome treat for ourselves because typically we do interviews over the internet, and today we are in person because Logan, you are a local to us. You are from Eagle, and we are actually in the same room. We never get to do this. It's crazy. It's so (laughs) (laughs) exciting. It's so awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are.
2: Um, I'm 18 years old. I just graduated from high school. And this fall, I'll be headed down to BYU um, and just living life, I guess.
1: <laughs> I want to know how you found us.
2: Um, so I was on Instagram. I saw the suggested friends list, and I saw your guys' podcast. And I f- had this feeling that I should just follow it. Um, I knew some of, my, some of my friends I knew that followed your podcast. So I thought, you know, won't hurt. I usually don't follow people that I don't know, but I just decided, you know, let's do that. And I've really enjoyed um, listening to your podcast and being able to hear the things you guys talk about. And um, I'm very grateful that I was able to follow that on Instagram and that I saw that notification. So.
1: Well, thanks, Logan. It was so fun for us when we saw you, that you had reached out to us and Uh, Logan actually started a YouTube channel that's so fun. You guys need to go check it out.
0: It's hilarious. You have a great sense of humor, and I have loved watching it, and I cannot wait to see some more episodes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he has the best, like, (laughs) editing, and not only does he have really fun visual effects, but it's really awesome, useful information. It's called A Joyful Life, but you can search it under his name, Logan McNett, and I just want you to tell us more about it. Why did you start it and what are you trying to achieve through doing this channel?
2: Uh, well, like I said, I had just gre- graduated from high school and anyone who graduates from high school usually looks back on their life up to that point and thinks, thinks about it. And I, as I was doing so, I realized that there are many lessons that I've learned through some um, good and difficult experiences and... I realized I needed just to I needed to share my message, my story with others to help them out. Yeah. And at first, I thought you know I was going to do it in a book format, but that would have just been too hard. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. It wouldn't have been
1: more expensive. Oh
2: yeah, and just the way too much stress. And I thought about the, what's the best way to give my uh, share my story with those around me, and I feel that. YouTube is the best way to do that because of the audience that's on YouTube. They, it's a lot of teenagers, and a lot of teenagers need to hear the message that I, I can share. I started the series to just share my story of my eight past 18 years and all the lessons I've learned. The goal of my channel is to help teens, adults, anyone to learn to live a fulfilling and joyful life.
1: I love the whole premise of what you're doing. I've really had on my mind recently the difference between happiness and joy. Do you touch on that at all?
2: Um, Yes. Um, Shameless plug for my channel. (laughs) I'm actually going to be doing episode three on joy. So check that out. Um, I'm excited. And I'll be talking a lot about happiness and joy and the differences between them and why, why it's important to know. So what I feel the difference is, is joy is longer lasting, it's more internal. It's a sort of baseline emotion. You can feel other emotions while you're feeling joy. So I've had joy but I felt sadness and anger, but I've been joyful throughout the process. And happiness, it's more of an external emotion and feeling and it's it goes away quicker.
1: Perfect. You nailed it. Exactly. Happiness <coughs> can come so briefly and it can be powerful even through food through experiences, I can feel happiness shortly, but the, the thing is, you need it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sustain, but joy does, and I love that you're touching on that, and I think that's so powerful for people to understand the difference and strive to find joy rather than just moments of happiness. So I cannot wait for episode three of your YouTube channel to come up. That's awesome. So are you planning to do this long term, are you planning to
0: do a, like a number of Episodes and then kind of build it from there. What is your plans for this?
2: Well, the good thing about my channel is I don't think I'll ever run out of content per se because people. I'm always learning new lessons. I don't know how long I'll do it. I plan on doing it in at least for the first semester of college. Cool. Um, But after that, I'm not quite sure. I would like to continue. I think it'd be really awesome if I could. Keep going with this, but who knows? We'll see cool. how it works out.
0: Well, it's awesome, and I have loved like learning from other teens. Honestly, I think that... It's great that we're able to share things with teens, but I think teens learning from other young adults and from other teens is just so much more effective than anyone else teaching to them. So, I love when we find young adults and teens that can be vulnerable enough to actually share their experiences. So, I love that you're doing that and it's super brave and so awesome. So,
1: and that's why when you reached out to us and we're willing to share part of your story, we were like, "Yes, yes, we're so excited to have you." Will you start by just telling us what you think will be the most impactful thing for you to share with our listeners today?
2: Yes, I'd love to. So, for me, I I spent a lot of time thinking about the most important thing to share because you know this is probably where I'm going to get the biggest audience. So I think that this should be what the most important thing. So I. I thought about the hardest things that I've gone through, which, disclaimer, I don't have it that bad. I'm very grateful for my lot in life. But um, the most difficult things I've gone through are mainly loneliness, um, dealing with bullying, um, lack of friends, things of that nature, dealing with the whole school popularity system. um,
1: Which can be really heavy. It is.
2: And what what I find, you know, I love the people who do service for the physical needs of others but I feel that just as important are the emotional needs and that's sort of also why I want to um, start why why I wanted to start my channel was to help serve the emotional needs of the people around me because at some level the physical needs can be life-threatening but sometimes the emotional needs can become equally life-threatening and so I feel it's So important to help the emotional needs of the teenagers around us because at this stage in our life, we're so our minds are so much more open and free-flowing that sometimes it's hard to think clearly and think rationally. So I I love your podcast and I love um, what people try to do to help teenagers catch the perspective and to see through their problems. So what I tried to want to talk about are the lessons that I learned from my experiences of being lonely, having good, bad friends, and all those experiences. And I have four main experiences I'd like to share. Um, But first, disclaimers, don't lose hope, Hmm. no matter what. That's so important. I have felt at times in so much despair because I felt like nobody ever would care about me. And I don't know how, but I, I got hope. And that is so important. Also know that you are never powerless and you will feel that way. And you'll feel that there's nothing you can do, but you can always improve your situation. You always have that power through your hard work. Another thing to know is you can't force anyone to be your friend. And sometimes you feel that others should just come right up to you and be your friend, accept you with opening arms. Perhaps they should, but they're teenagers too. They're used to their circles and they don't, most teenagers don't feel comfortable going outside their comfort zones. And so just understand that and know that it's not going to come easy all the time. Sometimes it's going to take some hard work. So I think the place to start is back in sixth grade. You walk into middle school, I'm four foot 10, living my life and Elementary school is a story for another day. That wasn't fun either, actually, for me. Um, yeah, Honestly, after fourth, fourth grade and on, was, was it was challenging, but um, I've learned a lot from it. So the, I'm actually really grateful for my experiences because I've learned so much from it. Wow. Um, so sixth grade, I uh, had some friends through my church group, but they were very immature and not doing what they were supposed to, per se, and they... Didn't really always accept me, and I met in my sixth grade class. I was in World Civ, and that was one of my favorite classes. I just love history. But uh, this kid named Aaron came in to class, and he was um, he was new. It was his so it'd been a quarter, and so he just dropped in, uh, moved from I believe Washington. So he didn't really have he didn't have any friends at all. I thought, I barely have any friends. Look at that. We have something in common. So I, I decided to be his friend. And I found a connection we have through a show we liked when we were younger. And because of that, he became one of my best friends for most of my life, actually. He's still one of my best friends. And that's the principle I want to really hit on is if you don't have friends, be a friend. That's how you make friends is you need to be a friend to others. You may feel that when you're powerless and you feel like you don't have friends, others should come to you that sometimes that's true, but you need to go to others too. You need to put yourself out there and be the friend to others that you want others to be to you.
1: Absolutely. I think that is the best mindset to have. We do have to just step outside our comfort zone and find a commonality. I love it. It was a TV show. So Mm -hmm. simple, but you just put yourself out there and were brave for that one moment. And you, and you got a friend for life. I think that's so awesome.
2: Mm -hmm. It was great. Um, the problem was though, when you get further along in age, the more groups become important. Yeah. The further up you go. And Aaron, well, he went to a group that I don't know, many of them I didn't feel as comfortable with. Not because they were any particular thing. I just didn't feel as comfortable with them. And perhaps I probably should have in retrospect, hung out with them more, but it was, it was harder for me to be around them, I guess. So eighth grade, I remember what happened in seventh grade, but eighth grade rolls along and I find this group of friends and they all, we all have similar interests. We're, and I thought we were going to be great friends, but here comes the pack hierarchy. I was the omega. Uh, I was the lowest tier, but I had a group. And so I stayed with this group. And sometimes this group of friends were as bad as my bullies. Mm. And I'll get on bullying in another episode. We don't have time for that right now, but I've got some cool stuff to tell about that. But it was, it was really hard for me because I I felt so torn. These are the only people that kind of accept me, but they also kind of don't accept me. They were so wishy-washy. They kind of made me feel like trash, but they were, they were people. They were I had a connection and I'm a big extrovert. And so I need connection and I need that uh, social interaction a lot. And so it was really tough for me, but I didn't make the right decision then. So I want anyone in this situation to make the decision that I didn't get away from those groups. Mm. If they're toxic, if they're bad for you, if they make you feel much worse than you are just, just leave them. And if you're alone for a while, it's better. Yeah. It's better to be alone than to have people telling you that you're worthless.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a really hard transition to make. And I think you just have to be really brave and like distance yourself. Give yourself some space. Give yourself some time. Don't go to everything with these people. It's not like you start being completely quiet and not talking to them ever but you don't have to spend time with people who hurt you and make you feel bad
1: well yeah you teach people how to treat you so if you're accepting this they're gonna think oh he doesn't care he's he's got a sense of humor no it hurts and i'm Mm -hmm. not going to accept that behavior so maybe you pull away and they realize oh maybe we've been rude and they change. Or maybe they don't. And you can have control over finding friends that accept you and love you for who you are.
0: So what did you end up doing with that group of friends? Did it fizzle out or did people grow up a little bit? What kind of ended um, up happening with that?
2: It fizzled out when we went to high school. The main yeah. ringleader of the group, he actually went to a different high school. So the group kind of just poof.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. helped.
2: Yeah, it definitely, definitely helped. Um, but something I wa- really wanted to mention that I forgot to earlier now in retrospect, I looked at the, some of the people I was with in eighth grade and there were some. there's another group of people that actually would have been really good for me. And that if I had spent my time and pursued that connection, that group, I think they would have accepted me more. But they were more introverted and I guess I didn't notice them as much. But I hope that anyone in this situation can just take a step back and look at the people around you. And find the people who you think, actually, I think that person might care about me. And two of the people in this group that I should have been in are actually two of my best friends today. So, yeah.
0: It's nice having perspective later. <laughs> yeah. That, but it's true. And the truth is, is even if you don't know of anybody who might care about you, if you make some effort, like you said, you'll be able to find those people.
2: So, yeah. So we go to high school, ninth and tenth grade slowly improving my situation, but not by much, but, um, 11th grade, I now have kind of a group of friends that I've worked my way into, and I have these two main pals, and then there's a third one that's kind of in there, too. Um, it was the end of 11th grade, and we were all going to go to Panda Express for lunch. I heard them going. They didn't invite me. People don't invite me to things, but, you know, that's all right, because... I invite myself to things, and that works. And that's what I did. This group that should have accepted me, that my friends, when it was convenient for them, but when push came to shove, they didn't really um, go out of their way for me at the time. But um, I learned that they were going to Panda Express, and I wanted to go out with them for lunch because they're my friends. And so I sort of said, all right, I'll come. And one of my friends in that group tried to take care of the situation by discreetly kind of telling me no but i didn't take a hint on purpose and he became more a little more vocal about his displeasure with me coming and so i tried to go to some of my one of my other friends who actually is the one who was driving to try to you know you want me there i knew he kind of wanted me to come but he was a little more shy and he wasn't going to put himself out there so he didn't really support me very much So I just decided, all right, I'm coming. And so, as they were walking to the car, even though I was being told no, I just walked with them. And then we got to the car, and there was some stuff actually on the seat where I was supposed to sit. And this friend tried to. Use that as an excuse for me at coming. So I picked it up and I threw it in the back of the car. And I sat down in that car. And I didn't care what he was going to say. And it was awkward. It was very awkward for the beginning.
1: I'm so proud of you.
2: <laughs>
1: that was brave. It was, it
2: was hard. It was very hard because these, these are my peers. And the thought came in many times, what are you doing, Logan? They don't want you there. Why do you even care? They don't care about you. But I thought, no, I want them to be my friend. And I want them to understand that this is how they should treat me. They should treat me like they treat each other. And so I wasn't going to, I was going to take it from them. So I got in the car, we drove to Panda Express. We had a wonderful time. I was great in conversation. And they realized that they couldn't get rid of me. And it was definitely a turning point in our friendship. And from then on, they included me more.
1: I love that. I'm sure it was a pivotal point because you do teach people how to treat you and you demanded respect and They did. They totally echoed that behavior in you. And I think that's so great that you just started a new fresh start from that point. It was so pivotal.
2: Yeah, definitely. So some of the lessons I learned from that experience were that friendship really takes work. It takes effort. Things aren't going to just be handed to you on a silver platter. You got to work for it. And so that's what I did. I put myself out there, much out of my comfort zone. And I told them, You're not going to tell me no, basically. And you got to invite yourself to things. I do it all the time now because I don't get invited to things. But that's all right because I still want to go. And so I invite myself to them and people begin to learn that, hey, it's not so bad if Logan's here with us. And then other thing is just be stubborn. Be a little stubborn when you need to be. Um, If people are telling you no, just go. Unless, of course, the situation is, you know, you you realize, okay, I probably really shouldn't go because of different reasons, but if you feel you need to go somewhere and that they should include you, you go.
0: You definitely have to, like, read the situation, make sure that you're being, you know, you can be stubborn, but still be polite. It's not like you're barging in on parties, but you Mm -hmm. can go and attend things and you can create your own fun. Like, we've talked about that in a few episodes and... You get to control and have power in your own situation. So that is a great lesson to learn. So you have a final experience that you want to share. Let's hear it.
2: All right. So this is 12th grade. This year has been my biggest year of growth in my entire life. Um, It's been incredible. And it all came from two or three summer experiences. Actually, the first experience was back in the summer before my 11th grade year. I had a similar experience there. So I'll just share the ones before 12th grade. But that summer I had, I went to the BYU youth ballroom camp and surprise anyone who knows me, I do ballroom dancing competitively and it's That's super so awesome.
1: fun. Wow. That's so awesome.
2: Um, so I went down to this camp and people loved me.
1: You found your people.
2: It was incredible, but it, it was, it was so mind boggling to me that, wait, people actually think I'm awesome. And it was something, I, it's something I'm good at. Um, And so that helped me to just be confident in myself. And I realized at that moment, okay, what was the difference? Because I always analyze these sort of things. What was the difference between me being at ballroom camp and me being at home where people aren't as kind to me? And a big difference was I felt confident in myself. And another one was these people didn't know me. I had a fresh start. And I talk about, I'm going to be talking about that in a future episode too, about the importance of perspective and fresh starts you may seem trapped in a situation, but high school ends. You'll move on. When you go to college, no one will know you. You can be whoever you want to be. And that's what's awesome. Um, and so during this experience, I also realized, like I said, well, a big part of it was my confidence. And I realized I want to be the Logan from dance all the time because that's the best me. I was kind. I was outgoing. I was helpful. And many people said they texted me afterward and just said how awesome it was to get to know me. And that felt so good because people actually cared about me. So that experience taught me the power of a perspective. You need to tell yourself you're worthy of friends because you are and act like you're worthy of friends because you really, you are, you're awesome. You might have quirks, things that others may not like, but that's okay because that's you and you got to be true to yourself. Sometimes you got to act like you're popular even though that doesn't matter, act like you deserve it. And that's what it taught me. After these summer experiences, I show up to school and I talk to one of my friends and she is so amazing. The things she has gone through and come out on top of, it blows my mind how incredible she is through trials. And we, create, we made an oath together to never be fake all of our senior year, to always be the genuine us because you'll find that in school a lot. Everyone puts on a persona. They're not them. We wanted to be the best genuine selves that we could be. And so that was the lesson I learned was that you need to be the best you. Always be improving. Work on to improve the things that you need to. But don't be fake. Don't put on someone that you're not. The people who like that, the people who care about those traits that you possess, they will notice that and you'll create friends from that. So just always be yourself.
1: It comes so much more naturally and organically when you're just authentically you. And it's so scary to take the plunge and just put down all of your walls and the fake personas. But when you do, I feel like the natural friendships just start coming out of the woodworks. And I love the confidence, I think, is the key factor in what you're talking about.
0: I do want to put a little emphasis on two things that you touched on in that story and one of those things is building a skill. I think it's such a blessing for you that you built that skill and you hone in on something that you really liked because you were able to build confidence and find some joy in that and had an outlet and then also doing stuff outside of your normal atmosphere. I think that's such an awesome thing. I'm so grateful you were able to have that experience. I think that if you are feeling not very confident, like that is a huge thing you can go do. You can go and have fun with new people who have no clue about your story. They don't follow you on your, you know, social media. They don't know anything about you, and you can just go be friends and have fun. So I love that you kind of pointed on those things, and I think that that's a huge reason for why you were able to like make this change is doing those two things. So I think that's really cool.
2: Definitely, the first one, starting ballroom dance. I'm going to have an episode about how ballroom dance has actually changed my life so much because of that confidence that it's given me. It's that skill. When you work towards something and you achieve a high level of success in that thing, oh, it just makes you feel incredible about yourself. And then you can start building your internal confidence once you have some external confidence and also going out and doing things. If you get trapped in the environment you're in and you don't go see what you can be like in other environments you'll always feel trapped. You need to go see what different people think of you. Because honestly, for for me, I felt that throughout my life, being here in Idaho, people are still judging me a little bit through the perspective of me when I first arrived here. And my, I guess, social status then, um, not that that really matters, but viewing me in this hierarchy as as the low tier. And it's been hard to try to work my way up the tier, I guess, but to also remember that that doesn't matter at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the most important thing to keep in mind? It's hard to learn how to just start being confident, but it's a practice that you can do. We have an episode on it. It's just something you have to start pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and you'll start realizing, I didn't die. I can do this. And you just grow that confidence little by little, right? Yeah. I want to know, how did you handle the lonely times? What did you do?
2: Oh, boy. So, well, for me, the biggest one is to not lose hope and to, to talk to yourself. If you get stuck in your brain with just emotions and abstract feelings, it's going to be a lot harder to improve your situation. As you talk to yourself and you think things through logically, it'll make it much better. And talk to your parents. That was a big one I did. My dad is so smart and he always puts things into perspective to me and at first it was uncomfortable but he keeps it real and it's good to talk to both parents for me my mom is more of the support so when i talked to my mom she helped me feel okay in these emotions that these are natural these are you're gonna feel these and she helped comfort me in those and then once i felt comforted once i felt okay then i go to my dad i went to my dad and he put things into perspective about, in a few years that none of this will matter when you, and, and little tips and tricks to help improve my situation. So I think that's so important. Having someone you can go to, to help you with the emotional feelings, and then going with to someone to help you logically work through your problem to get a solution. Another big thing for me was to rely on my heavenly father. I don't know how I would have done it with, without him. Because there have been times where I have been, I felt so alone where I had no one in the world. I had a situation where I was feeling just so alone and I had this thought that Logan, I am with you. It doesn't matter if the entire world is against you. I'm in your corner and I'm on your side and that's all that matters. And that's what I realized. So it didn't matter if I was alone at lunch or if no one cared about me. I knew my Heavenly Father cared about me. And that's how I got through it.
0: I love it. I love your tips of how you got through that. I think that that's so insightful. And I truly believe that our connection to God like strengthens anyone who's feeling lonely and helps you feel your worth. It's like that, that book, The Wemmicks, and the like, where they put the stickers on them, like whether they're stars or dots. And the book is called You Are Special. And it's these, like, Wemmicks, and they're basically, like, puppets. And they go around all day and put stickers on each other. And if you do good stuff, you get a star. If you you do something bad or foolish, you get a dot. And so they're covered in all these stickers of what people think of them. And one of them goes and visits their maker every day, and none of the stickers stick to her. And so she shares this with somebody else. And, you know, the more that they go and visit their maker, then that matters a lot less to them, and those stickers don't stick. Like... When we're connected to God, he lets us know our worth and then the things that other people think about us matter so much less and those things stop sticking to us and when you know how much he loves you, you, you can't help but feel built up. So I think that that's a beautiful thing that you shared.
1: I love that. I've never, I gotta get that
2: book. I think I remember this book. That is such a good book.
0: It is such a good book. I love it. I'll share it with you. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I mean, I just think that that's so key and I'm so grateful you shared that. So you just graduated and normally we ask like what you would tell your high school self, but is there something, a piece of advice you would give your freshman self or your younger self that you could share with other young listeners?
2: Your height wasn't the thing that made people judge you. <laughs> that's a big one.
0: <laughs> no, that's <laughs> um, actually that, very insightful. That was one
2: thing. Um, so I said this in my first episode. No, I don't know if I actually said it in my first episode. But I was trying to get five feet when I was entering high school. I was shorter than all the girls. It was it was a rough time for me. Because, you know, being a guy, it's just, it's just hard when you're um, super short. And I actually was bullied on that in eighth grade. But just realizing that, you know, that doesn't matter. Don't limit yourself by things, you know, I can control that, yeah. but I was focusing on that. I should have focused on the things that I can control. And I did eventually. But another big thing is what I, the biggest one is what I learned in 12th grade, learned this senior year is that I'm worthy of friends. I'm worthy of people and people, people should see me and, and care about me. And if I just had that perspective and I chose to be my real self all of my high school experience, I think it would have been a lot better.
0: Thank you for sharing those. I have loved listening to you. You've given me a bunch of like aha moments myself. I think teens so need to hear this. We have a bullying episode that just aired, but we need your perspective. I think that you have been able to share like what you can control. And I think that's so awesome. And what great advice. I loved everything that you shared.
1: I think perspective is absolutely key, especially on things that we do not have physical control over. And I know this is silly and minimal, but my son has bright red hair and he's adorable. (laughs) But I know that some people with red hair have been teased and it bothers them. I have some adult friends with red hair and I know they've said I do not want kids with red hair because I was tormented and teased when I was younger. And I really don't want that for my kids. And then I see friends that had red hair and they love it and they love being unique. And they said, yeah, I got bullied and teased, but I didn't let it affect me. It was just like, whatever. Like, I'm a good friend and I'm a good person and I'm fun and I, you know, I'm athletic. And they focused on the internal parts of who they are rather than those external parts that we cannot control. And when the biggest thing is just finding that within ourselves first and then we will exude that love and light and confidence and people will stop tormenting you about it. It will not be about the color of your skin, your height, your weight, anything physical. There is a point where when you connect to the right people, all of those things wash away and it is about that personal connection and your spirit and that's when it's just life-changing. I love that you were able to recognize that through your perspective, it was all about your perspective. It wasn't about your height, it was about having that inner confidence that really began to change that person that you were and that you exuded on the outside. And now I see you here, sitting in front of me, this really well-rounded, confident man who just exudes light the best way to exude that is through doing what you're doing, sharing your light on your YouTube channel, helping others see that life is more than what meets the eye. And you are going to be doing so much service by helping people learn from your experiences. So I really just want to thank you for putting your heart out there, being vulnerable. This is so hard and it's scary. So I'm proud of you. I'm really excited that I got to know you. Thank you for doing what you're doing.
2: Thank you, guys. That's awesome. And... I'm so grateful, again, for this amazing experience to be able to, to talk to you guys. You guys are awesome, just so you know. I, oh, my word. This has, been, this has been a really fun experience. So, One last final message uh, is anyone watching who is struggling, feels powerless, doesn't feel loved, just um, follow some of the advice that we talked about. And I think a big one is just choose a smile. What I do sometimes is I just look up at the sky... And I smile, even when it feels so hard to smile, choose, laugh, laugh laugh a fake laugh if you have to, but do that and you will feel so much better. Always try to be the person that you're meant to be.
0: Promptly Journals has amazing journals for teens and teen parents. One of our favorites is the Loom Parent-Child Connection Journal with simple prompts, beautiful illustrations, and activities to help children and parents connect and start conversations you would not have been able to verbally. With several other journals directed for teens, you'll find a great fit for your teen. I just bought a few of my own journals And not only are they beautifully made, but I loved the prompts in them so much that I knew we had to share them with you. To view available journal options, click on the link in our bio and use the code BECOMING to get 10% off. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You do teach people how to treat you. I think when I said that before, I got it. Got it. You're you're then oh, okay. You go. I'm I'm still processing. No, I'm, you got me
0: crying. <laughs> it's Knowing... a Dr. Seuss book, right? No, no. it's not. Oh, sorry, what's, <laughs> it, what's, it, what's it? It's called You Are Special. I can't do it again. Yes, I can <laughs> I don't remember what else I said. It was great. That's all, That was that's awesome. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: you did it and yeah (laughs) (laughs) and